This is Near Dark Radio. 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 Oh my god. Welcome to fucking Allergy Hell. Welcome to Allergy Hell. <clears throat> this week's episode of Near Dark Radio featuring <laughs> you heard her. Nashville's favorite incel, Laura Mayo. It's me. Hi. Uh, we're coming at you from a... That's... Turn that. What is that? It's the computer. It's the computer that picks up the text messages That's on its own. That's not All of what your you Apple want. devices seamlessly yeah. start fucking each other once you get more than one. <laughs> they do. They're, they're in cahoots. Um, speaking of Apple devices... <clears throat> They're expensive. Yes. This is a very loose transition. (laughs) And producing a podcast turns out to be pretty fucking expensive, too. Mm -hmm. So I do want, before we get into our docket today, which will include all of the fun sexual uh, problems coursing (laughs) through our nation's veins. That everyone's always looking forward to hearing (laughs) us talk about. Yes. I wanted to... Do a plug at the beginning of the show for our Patreon. Oh, okay. I like that. Because I don't think people listen to the very, very, very end. They hear the music come on, and then I plug the Patreon, and they've already stopped it. So please know this. that The last episode we did, I drove to Memphis for. <laughs> and when I got off the interstate back here from going to Memphis, my transmission fell out of my car. No, it just stopped working. So my car stopped working. Wait, where? Halfway from here to Memphis? No, it was about 10 miles from here. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that was kind of amazing. It was, it, you know. I mean, if it had to fall out. If it had to stop working, it was <clears throat> at least here. All that to say, podcasting became very expensive mm. the past couple of weeks. So if you can go over and support the show... Patreon.com slash Radio. You'll get bonus episodes. You'll get... Dick pics. Right. Not from Johnny. Not from me. No, I'll just Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google some pics and you can, yeah. you can peruse them. <laughs> His favorites. Mm-hmm, my favorites. Oh, <laughs> Cindy, my favorite dick A collage pics. of his favorite dick pics is what you're going to get. <laughs> Well, that's I think part, this is as good a point as any to broach the uh, breaking news of the day. Bill Cosby is free! God. Yuck. A Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Cosby's conviction, stating that his due process rights had been infringed. By prosecuting him for... It was a loophole, right? Yes. It was a prosecutor that turned out to be um, Trump's defense lawyer? Oh, wait. Anyway. God. uh, Told, gave him immunity, said that um, any testimony that Bill Cosby gave in a civil suit could not be used against him in a criminal suit. This was before he was convicted. Mm. He was later, all of that testimony was then used against him, even though this lawyer had said it wouldn't. 
And so the conviction was overturned on a technicality. And now he's free. He's roaming free. Yes. Ew. Right. 36 women drugged, immobilized by narcotics so that he could fondle them. Ew. I don't, I'm not, we, yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, I want to make it clear that the legal case, the legality of the overturning the conviction from every source that I've heard, I've asked two lawyers, I've listened to several podcasts on this. It's legally correct that his conviction got overturned, but it's... Which is also fucked. Right. It's terrifying and disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You're a woman. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) Thank you for noticing. How disgusted are you? I'm, I'm really, uh, yeah, I, it's almost like I'm kind of like numb in a way to it where it's Mm. just like, oh yeah, that's not, it's not even, it's not surprising at all. Really? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, of course. I was surprised. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't didn't feel that surprising to me. It just felt like, oh, of course they fucking came up with some kind of bullshit. Sure, great. And then, like, you know, they're keeping people over, like, weed charges. Right, right. (laughs) What the fuck? Right. Yeah. I sold a fun substance to another adult (laughs) who then smoked it and had fun. (laughs) <laughs> is what I did. Like bettering the and lives of behind, others. Right. Yeah. And then you that person is behind bars for 20 years. Yeah. And then, yeah, Cosby is just like roaming. Raping? Raping at will. <laughs> Out there raping and vaping. Um, yeah, he's really gross. <laughs> He's just disgusting. Like, I can't even, there was, like, a picture of him, and I was like, ugh. Right. It gave me a shiver. He was handsome back in the day. But. Yeah. Wow. No. Just, no. I'm not, no. I'm. I know. I I was going to say. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I meant Jeffrey Dahmer was handsome back in the day. I'd rather be accused of calling Jeffrey Dahmer handsome. And you and I have been known Bill to Cosby. you and I have been known to agree on that. Right. right. <laughs> We're, yeah, we've gone down a lot of serial killer rabbit holes together, and our most fun game to play is who's the hottest serial killer. Which one would we have become fallen victim to? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't Dahmer's type, but Mm-mm. um, and you weren't really either. Actually, I don't think he liked boys. Men. Black guys. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, if only I don't think it was... Bill Cosby had fallen into his web. <laughs> and the plot thickens. <laughs> Something's thickening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so this was interesting to me because <laughs> Bill Cosby was like the first high-profile Me Too case. Mm-hmm. That came out, and Me Too then proceeded to, you know, take down some notable figures like Harvey Weinstein, um, 
the anchor at the Today Show. Mm-hmm, that guy. And then Me Too sort of spun off into this, like, uncontrollable people searching for clout, people, you know, some mm. of them outright just making false accusations. And a lot of the vic- the men who were being accused baselessly were saying, hey, my due process, like, we we have to have due process in this country. You can't just start hurling accusations around and ruining people's careers. And yesterday, the first Me Too case that is really legitimate, right. 36 women mm-hmm. came out against this man, got off because of due process. <laughs> Right, so it's like, uh. <laughs> it's like it's like the karmic dick of <laughs> me too has come around and fucked itself in the ass. That's a really interesting visualization I'm, for me. <laughs> so I really uh, no, it's good. I couldn't think of anything better. No, it was it was perfect. Um, yeah, it's disturbing and. Um, very like, ugh, what's the point? <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, ugh, yeah. Well, we don't have to dwell on it. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I've sunken in my chair. Yeah, she's, I'm just, she's I, yeah, wilting over here. I've wilted. Um, um yeah, I, it's I, uh, it's shitty. It's shitty and it's disturbing, and he's. Really gross. Oh, and I saw something that like his, uh, I don't know, I guess his, I don't know what I clicked on, but it was like a thing about his wife who has just had his back through this whole thing. And His says, TV wife or his wife wife? I don't know. His TV wife oh, came he, out and said, justice has been done. Thank you for clearing Cosby's name or something like that. Oh, the wife it, from his, the television show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was his real wife. She may have come too. out. Um, I mean, I feel like if I, if you were married to someone like that, I mean, I don't know. I guess you just stay blind to it if you can, and yeah. I think many people do. And and she was just like willfully blind, or yeah, and just chose to believe that none of it was true. Yeah, and just you know, and I think that. It, People that think they really know someone and then find out that that is not who, you know, they thought the person to be, it's it's too horrifying to deal with. So instead they just are like, no, that can't be right. Yeah. And I'm just going to yeah. stick to my guns on this, which. Because I mean, she's slept next to him for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I actually found this very strange article um, by, I think it's a conservative black man who was trying to justify his TV wife coming out in his defense Mm -hmm. by saying, look, the black community had him as a role model. When he was on TV mm. and he was the guy saying, hey, pull up your pants. Hey, you know, don't cuss so much. 
like try to be a respectable person <clears throat> while raping women while they were drugged. Yeah. This man was doing this. But this this article, he was sort of saying like, well, we don't have any other role models in the black community. So don't be surprised when we turn to a, what's that thing he described as like a poisoned man or something like a, I don't know. And it was, it's just like, yeah, I look, no. look, look, there's millions of black people in this country. Plenty of them are respectable and could be considered role models. Right. And are. And are. <laughs> what is he? Yeah, he's like full of shit. You're literally saying the role model is a disgusting monster, nevertheless, role model. Mm-hmm. No, he's a disgusting monster. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Agree. We can move on. But before we do, I do want to impart Richard Pryor's words. So, Eddie Murphy, I watched. Uh, Incidentally, Eddie Murphy's stand-up from the late 80s, early 90s last night in which he described a phone call he got from Bill Cosby. And he was, like, super excited that Bill Cosby was calling him, one of his heroes. And he picks up the phone, and Bill Cosby just starts berating him for all the cussing and all of the foul language and all of the sexual Wait, Bill Cosby... Goes after Eddie Murphy. Yes. On the phone. Yes. Okay. And is telling him, you know, you need to clean up your act. It's not, you're not presenting a good image. And Eddie Murphy's like, holy shit, Bill Cosby's upset with me. So Eddie Murphy hangs up and calls Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor says something to the tune of like, are you making money? And Eddie Murphy's like, yeah. He's like, are people laughing at what you say? He's like, yeah. And he said, Will you tell Mr. Cosby that he can ta- he can have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. And I wish he'd been told that sooner. Right. But now. Right. And here we are. Also, I went to Bill Cosby's website yesterday, his like official website. Uh-huh. And the banner slogan is far from finished. Oh. Isn't that disgusting? Like, <laughs> you, y'all could have changed that 15 no. years ago. Oh. Ugh, far from finished. Let that be a warning to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby are going to start a fucking podcast. Oh, God, it's sick. Anyway, we're far from finished, too. Um, yeah. So you alerted me to a new Netflix series that mm-hmm. will be it hasn't debuted yet. No, when is the debut? It's sometime in July, I think the 20s of July. Right? It's called Sexy Beasts. Yes it is. <laughs> will you describe this uh Yeah, so I program. We've only seen the trailer. Yeah, Levi made me watch the trailer. He was like, hey, there's this new show coming out. I think we're really going to enjoy it. I want you to watch the trailer. So we watched the trailer. It is a reality show, I Uh guess. Um, Dating show. It's a reality reality dating dating show show. where people are masked um, 
and wearing like full prosthetic makeup. Full, yes, where there's like a woman that's a dolphin, I think. Uh-huh. There's a guy that's a beaver, which is uh-huh. he's my favorite character. Um, he literally looks like a beaver and he yeah, has little beaver teeth. And yeah. uh, it's very, it's it's cute slash terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, there's also like a devil looking person. There's a um, mouse, a, a woman mouse. that looks like a mouse. Yes. Um, anyway, and they go on dates and I think it's a competition where... I I don't know if it's like a popularity contest. I don't know if they vote each other off. I'm not really sure how it no, goes. Yeah, like they go on dates. It's like The Bachelor, I think, <clears throat> where like they'll go on a date with two or three people and then right. they have to pick the one they like. And the and the the gist is that they have no idea what the person looks like. Right. Except that the rest of their body is is their visible. Body. Right. So you can So you can tell that they're like a conventionally attractive person. They just have a beaver for a face. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so, I mean, yeah, what I was telling you is it looks so horrible and it's the only thing that I have to look forward to, (laughs) which is like. In life. Yeah, no, it really is. I'm so excited about this show. I like I'm ready. I'm so ready. Right. I I was just blown away that like again, they the whole point is like personality wins the day, you know? Right. They're, it's what's inside that matters. Right. Right. But, but all of these people seem like shitty people also. They Did you have notice to that be. like the guy that's dressed like a beaver like he was oh, yeah. like, it's all about tits and ass. <laughs> yeah. like, so, like, Personality I, comes second. Yeah, like, I don't even, yeah. Which, so. I mean, he makes the point is like, well, he can tell. Yeah. The makeup is only hiding the face. Right, and clearly, There's not he, an, I, from what clearly I saw, he doesn't care about, right, he's like, I, it's all about ass or yeah. whatever. So for, I'm going to pick the one with the best ass. Yeah. For and beaver man. Damn to be her face. Like. Yeah, he's not going to be looking at her face. Also, I want to know if there's any gay couples on this show. I feel like the gays probably are more sensible. Yeah. Than to agree to something like this. I didn't, I don't know. The trailer didn't. What? See, this would be an interesting reality show. If they didn't know the, the sex of the person that they're dating and then they had to pick them, and then they had to be in a gay couple if they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I know. I love that. Right? How would you do that? Oh. Make everyone wear moo-moos? Have, like, a voice box? <laughs> <laughs> Make everyone wear moo-moos. Yeah, everybody's just, like, in drag or not, or... Yeah. I don't know. It'd be hard to pull off. Mm, yeah. Um. But I'd like to do it. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Who can we pitch this to? Uh Pornhub. Obviously Netflix. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They'd right. be like sold. Um yeah, that almost reminds me in a way of like, remember on Mori when they would do the like, is it a man or a woman? Do you remember uh-huh, those? Uh-huh. I've tried to find them on YouTube <laughs> lately because they're amazing and I can't I don't I don't know that they exist. Maybe it's too like offensive at this point for people right. to handle, but 
And I think Maury is still on TV, so maybe they're like trying to hide the fact that this used to be a thing that he did yeah, on his show. Yeah, transgender people as a yes, or sort like of just bit right, yeah, and like people would come out and dressed in drag or not, and you would have to the audience would decide if it was a man or a woman, <laughs> and they'd just be like screaming, "It's a fucking man! That's a fucking man!" <laughs> like yeah, and then it would turn out not to be sometimes. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh shit!" And yeah. your mind would be blown. I mean, I yeah, I watched I watched God. that after school when I was in like. Sixth grade. So this is this is not not a new low point. No. No. Yeah, we're it's, just evolving. Yeah, we've uh, we've gotten into prosthetic. <laughs> like these these I mean, the makeup is intense. Like these people are sitting for probably six to eight hours. Yeah. Getting this stuff applied to them I mean, before they go on camera. Do you remember on MTV there was like a it was like MTV True Life Furries and Plushies. No. Do you remember this? No. Like, but you remember MTV True Life, right? I remember furries like, being a thing. Okay, but yeah, they did. They did one on people that were into the like dressing like animals, and it's yeah. like a fetish thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Sexy Beasts is just. Sort of a mainstreaming of that. Yeah, it's that, but like now it's like widely accepted and now everyone's right. gonna start doing it. We're edging bestiality as a culture. <laughs> We're like We've I, already got we've got we've already got the people out there that are trying to say like pedophilia is just a sexual preference, just like homosexuality. <laughs> and you've got the people out you have the kid that's like transitioned to Korean. I don't know if you saw this thing. What? Some British kid, some influencer, he got the surgeries required. He's just like obsessed with K-pop. Yeah. And so he got his his face surgeried up so that he looks Korean. Except he really just looks like he was beaten badly. Like he just looks like shit. Yeah. It looks really bad. But he's like, I'm coming out. I'm coming out as Korean. I'm not, like, so I'm coming I'm out. Coming out as Korean. He I'm, I'm gone, transitioning to Korean. He should have gone to Korea for his surgery. Did he? Do you know if he did or not? That would have been a good idea. Yeah. Actually, Korean plastic surgeons are amazing. Yeah. For some reason, I went down this fucking rabbit hole where I was looking at Korean plastic surgery. They're amazing. <laughs> They're really good over there. It actually made me consider, like, okay, maybe I'd get something done. If well, because they're the ones Korea. that will do like, like the really in, in, intense stuff where they like change the shape of their yeah, eyes. Yeah, well, to and look that like, they like lift their eyelid. Yeah. Or um, like so they have to be good. Oh, and they're amazing. They really are. Like I looked at a ton of before and after. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that it was like advertisements. I guess it was. <laughs> this is one of your Instagram ads. Yeah, it was an Instagram yeah. ad that, that showed up and I was like, huh, and clicked. <laughs> it was like one that really got me. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I bought my tickets. I'm going to Korea and I'm getting... Get a... Um, I don't know what I'm getting yet. Like a more, a more defined chin, maybe. <laughs> Like, I feel like I have a weak chin. Uh, no, you have a, a lovely, delicate chin. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be delicate. I want it to be, like, You want strong. it to just be sharp and attack, <laughs> like attack people with it? What do you... What do you <laughs> I just feel like it, like, goes into my... It's like... No, just stop. What if I turn? Can't you see what I'm talking about? No, the about? microphone's in the way, but... 
No. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. I saw a funny tweet about this show. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, the show is like Love is Blind, but with my sleep paralysis demons. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's so good. She's totally right, too. Right, right. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I, it's very interesting to me, the people that still watch reality TV shows. Yeah. They're like the people that watch, because we all know it's scripted. We all know it's scripted. Right. And But it's like the people that still watch WWF wrestling. Right. They know it's fake. WWE. WWE. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to correct okay, you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. WWF is the panda organization. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they, like, they know it's fake, and yet they buy the tickets, they go to the fucking arenas, they love it. Yeah. They, it's... Right, and you're like, guys, come yeah. on. But it's, it's like freaking pure entertainment for some people. It is. Um. Yeah, I will say that um, a few months ago, Levi and I got addicted to watching the show The Circle, mm-hmm. which is like some of these shows are interesting because they like get into the psychology of how fucked up people are and why they're fucked up. So The Circle is it is a popularity contest. Uh, they all live in separate apartments. And they never meet. They're just, they have this like social media online presence with each other. Oh, God. And they communicate online and they can like DM each other. Um, and then they, they vote each other off based on who's the most popular and who's the least popular. Mm. And then like the most popular becomes like the king of the castle and gets to um, have like immunity from being voted off. Anyway, and the person that wins, wins like. A hundred grand or something. It's not a lot of money. No. And I like, I almost like it might even be 50, but I, (laughs) but I I think it's a hundred at least anyway. So, but this show, so I was like, fuck, I hate reality TV. I want nothing to do with it. Like fuck off, watch it and by yourself. I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) And then every time he had it on, I would be like walking to the kitchen to get something. And I'd be like, is she seriously going to let that guy fucking talk to her like that? Hold on. And like, I couldn't stop. And And you were emotionally invested. And then I was invested. And then I was on the couch watching it for hours with Levi and we were way into it. And we were like, even we were going to dinner and talking about it at dinner, Yeah, but it was really fun. So it can get anybody. Yeah. It can can rope anybody. Yeah. It can rope anybody in. And I mean, this is why I'm glad I don't have a TV. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I feel like sexy bees is going to be somewhat like the circle for me in a way. I don't think it's quite as like psychological, but maybe it's going to be cartoonish and weird. It did seem cartoonish. Yeah, it did. And it seems more scripted to me than the circle. Right. It seems very scripted. Yeah. Like they say things that you're like, hmm, that sounds like something like David R. Kelly would write. For one of his shows, like who is David R. Kelly? I don't know. I thought he was a screenwriter. I thought he was a television writer. <laughs> Maybe he is. I just I heard. I thought you were going to say David Arquette, and then you said <laughs> R. Kelly, and then oh, I. Oh, so then you. I'm went, like, <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> like, is he is yeah? He, That's not a yeah. Imagine he's he a screenwriter. 
But he's he, not a no. Who is this? But he's not David Arquette and R. Kelly combined. No, he's one not person. David R. Kelly. Arquette. Oh God, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. David E. Kelly is what I meant to say. David E. This Kelly. is we've gotten derailed here. Um, okay, so did you know that I was considered for a reality show, and I'm not talking about that which shall not be talked about. Oh, wait, the one where you were supposed to be the French boyfriend? Yes. Is that the so, one we're not talking about, or is that no? That's the one, the one we, we can talk about. Oh, okay, yeah. I you know which one. Oh my we can't god, I loved that. About. I wanted you to do that so bad. So, for those of you who don't know, I was approached by a I don't know showrunner or whatever the fuck she was about a, probably a casting director. Right? Yeah, something like I, th- I feel like at this at the stage they were in, she was just doing everything. Okay, and. They asked me to be on this reality show where a celebrity woman that I'm not going to name because I don't know if I, I tried to look up an email about this to see if there was a non-disclosure, like you're not allowed to talk about this. So I'm just not going to oh mention God, I, her name. Oh, I want, oh, her, it I rhymes really, okay, with, wait, can I just say it can, rhymes with book slogan and also she, yeah. And if you, if you couldn't figure it out from that, she's like very tan and blonde and a tall woman and very like, she's kind of like stout. She's uh-huh. like muscular. Like and she hasn't gotten far away from her father's, um, scripted, exploits in television. Yeah, and she kind of resembles him to a degree. Wow. Okay, anyway. Um, anyway. Anyway. Go on. This lady reaches out to me, un-American. I'm an American. I'm not French. She wants me to play a French romantic interest of aforementioned celebrity that aforementioned celebrity meets and is into, but he's French, so she can't tell if he's gay or not. Oh my God, I love it so much. I really So this is your reality television, folks. A gay person, a gay American was going to play a quote-unquote real French guy. Who was straight. Who was straight, but because he wore scarves and... And was French. Spoke a little bit like this, she couldn't tell. Oh, my God. I That was going oh, to happen. I really wish this had The last happened. I heard was that the, the production had been shut down. I don't know if that means... I just didn't get hired for it, or if the production actually got shut down. I'm assuming the production got shut down. Right. Didn't seem like a good idea. Oh, no, it was a great idea. I oh, I would have loved that so much. You would have been amazing. But it would it would have been a total waste of time because not it wouldn't do anything for me. Like I wouldn't be myself, you know. Well, yeah, and like also it was gonna be filmed in Nashville and then like oh. a bunch of Obviously, lots of people know you in Nashville, and then it would, it would just be, be humiliating. This whole, yeah, but also, like, it would have, like, very quickly come out that you <laughs> were right. playing a character on this show. <laughs> You're, like, a, a fucking local Nashville musician. Right. Yeah, it's... Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. That also is gay and, like, is not, a, like, right. closeted. No. So it was all going to, like, come out. It would just out. be... <laughs> like you're a fucking southern a anyway, gay man living it didn't in happen. Spring. It did not happen. 
and I'm upset, I guess, about it now. I'm very upset about it. I really was... I was kind of relieved when they told me that it wasn't going into production. Uh, I'm not. I was really looking forward to it, and I feel, like, very depressed. Is that the word? Like, let down? Right. Disappointed. Um, disappointed. I'm disappointed. Well, but you, can, you can be disappointed. I will... That's fine. You will with continue my life. <laughs> living your life, and, yeah, and... Yeah, that would have been... My second abortive foray into the reality TV world. Right. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I came upon a podcast on my Facebook feed that I sent to you that troubled me greatly. Mm. It was... So the Eastern Europeans... Just to shift gears 150%. Go on. The Eastern Europeans are always like 15 years behind. Um, You could probably say that generally about all Europeans. Mm. Some of them are charming about it. Like I have an Eastern European friend who she like, she gardens, she has a ton of different shit in her garden. She bakes bread. She's, I mean, she's, you know, 150 years behind. But it's nice because she... Grows vegetables, right? And, and she's this like and, authentic yeah. Eastern European lunatic that's right. just like living our life and thinks that it's the it's year great. like eighteen forty or whatever, right? And she fences too, like the sword fencing. Wow! Right. So yeah, like yeah, living it for real. She's the real deal. A lot of Eastern Europeans are just fifteen years behind. Like just. They're just out of touch. Yeah. And this guy is one of them. He was a former professor of mine, even though he was only like five years older than me at the time. And I didn't much connect with him. He was a composition professor. He did not understand any of the music that I wrote. So we switched professors. He's decided he's going to go on his wife's podcast to discuss, and I quote, well, to, quote, dive into intense details about our innovative and progressive relationship model. Mm. By which he means polyamory. Well, that all sounds very uninteresting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Innovative and progressive. Polyamory is innovative and progressive? Right. It's like... It was 15 years ago, except even then it was just... Cheating on your spouse, <laughs> which has been going on for millennia. <laughs> right. So um, it really got on my nerves. Yes. Because polyamory is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, there are... Yeah, I have. Really I, don't, I guess I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. This. Yeah, you're right. I am struggling. I I was gonna say I know people that it works for, but I don't but does think it? it actually works. Does it? Yeah, I don't know. It it definitely wouldn't work for people like you and I. <laughs> right. Because someone would get murdered. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So there's that. Yeah, I don't know. They're, uh, my whole thing with them is like, who fucking cares? 
Like, I don't, and also. Well, that's the thing about polyamorous people. They always have to tell everybody. Right. They're running around screaming about how yeah. they're cheating on their spouse. But it's okay. But it's okay. their spouse knows about it. Right. But I'm like, my thing always is like, do they know about all of it? Because no, I, yeah. Because no. I feel like a part of the whole thing is that like, it's secretive and mischievous in a way. And so when it becomes not that is, well, I, I, don't I know. talked to a guy who does it okay. or did the last time I talked to him uh-huh. and we talked for several months while he was like trying to explain to me why this is what he's doing. Yeah. And I was always just like, dude, you're already fucked up enough. Don't fuck up all your relate, like your per- personal life. Yeah. Um, but I got the impression that no, it's actually like very, everyone is supposed to be like super, super, super honest and super, super, super open. And there's all like these rules and contracts and like, like, you know, in a normal relationship, you set boundaries. Right. When you're in a polyamorous relationship, you're setting like 20 different fronts of boundaries. Right. Like the, so, the boundaries multiply. So where like something is okay with one person, it may not be okay with another person. Right. So you have to like remember. Yeah. It really just sounds exhausting to me. It sounds um, exhausting. Yeah. Um, one time when I first moved to Nashville, so I was like, hello. Oh, the kitty is. Madame. Um. When I first moved to Nashville, I was like 22 years old and I went to, uh, there's like a sex club downtown. The swingers club? Yeah, it's a, sing, a swingers club uh-huh. downtown. Um, I've never been. Yeah, I would not recommend it. Uh, anyway, I went there with some friends and when we got there, like the it's in an old house downtown and you walk in and there's like a big room with a bar and I think there were stripper poles in this big room, but the bar okay. doesn't serve alcohol. You have to bring your own alcohol because I guess any place where- Because like if, if they full, served alcohol, they couldn't be a sex club. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I just remember being absolutely terrified. Like it was ter- I We thought it was going to be like fun and funny and it wasn't. No. It was like fucking dark and really scary. That's- And um, I remember like walking up these stairs and there was a girl in a swing with a guy and the girl in the swing kept touching me with her foot. Like because were they having sex? Yes, and the room was like kind of small, so there was nowhere to stand, and I was like standing up there with other people, and so there was nowhere to go, and I was just like (laughs) trapped in this corner, and this girl was like swinging, and every time she'd swing, her fucking foot would hit me, and (laughs) and I like, and she was like looking at me, like I'm like, bitch, no, no." but well, um, I mean. You were in the spot. Well, yeah. And I mean, we should have never gone in that place. No. It was truly terrifying. I, um, yeah, we quickly left because there were also guys walking around like by themselves, like just dudes walking around by themselves, which was really See, scary. Those people seem sane to me compared to the polyamorous people. Right. Because those are just dudes that are like, like walking hmm, around like jerking well, I can off go, or something. Maybe fuck some bitch. Right. 
Because this is a fuck But it club. didn't seem like anybody was fucking them. It just seemed like they were just watching, which I guess so were we. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was, it was so. That's another thing about these polyamorous people is they, they take every, they take themselves so seriously. Like it's not, it's well, not I, fun. Like, they, hey, let's fuck around with people. It's, hey, well, the, they, guess what? They want to be taken seriously. I think like they want everybody to take them seriously. And the thing is that we don't care. <laughs> no, like at all. Don't. Like I don't give a fuck. I don't care that you're going on your wife's podcast to tell us all how she's convinced you that it's okay that she sleeps with other dudes. Right. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's, not... it's, they're never, it's, uh, they're never the most attractive people either. Yeah, that is something that I've noticed. It's always like, and then my whole thing is, well, who else is having sex with these people? (laughs) Really and truly. Because, ugh. I'd be interested to know. Like there's a, I I find it hard to believe that there's a lot of people that want to have sex with those people. I imagine there are like polyamorous networking things where like a couple who wants to open up like ventures out Uh to this networking thing and they immediately turn heel and leave because everyone else there is disgusting (laughs) and they don't want to fuck any of them. Well, I mean, we all fucking watched real sex on HBO as kids (laughs) and like we, the thing is that I don't need a podcast to explain polyamory to me because I found out about polyamory on HBO when I was 12. Right. Um, It's 2021. Yeah. And it was also horrifying. To to be fair, in Poland, they didn't have real sex on HBO. (laughs) So this poor motherfucker is just finding out. Right. He's just like, oh, a new concept. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But remember real sex where it was like. Yeah, it was like that old woman. Right? Oh, God, maybe. She was like the hostess. There was a hostess? I don't remember. Maybe her, not. Maybe I'm I thinking just, of a different show. Well, I just remember the polyamory one where it was like all these really nasty people that were just like their s- skin was a weird color, like real pasty, like gray. <laughs> you know, like everybody looked a little sick. And then they would go to these events and then like fuck each other with their pasty asses mm-hmm. and like I like the camera would get right up in a bad situation and um I remember there was like a scene out of that specific one where they were like feeding each other fruit these polyamorous <laughs> fucks were like sitting there feeding each other grapes and shit like having an orgy and it was just like ooh trying to make it like pagan and like yeah. romanesque yeah and instead no. it was just like oh this is dis- Mm-mm. It's pathetic. It's gross. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it. To me, it points to like best case scenario is we've been so like we've internalized the idea of markets and like putting yourself like the the free market philosophy mm. to such a degree. That we're like willing to like shop around for our sexual and emotional proclivities, mm-hmm. like 
Like, you know, instead of just committing to one person and working it out, you're like, well, this one makes a really good lasagna and this one likes my feet and this one helps me with my finances and this one is a really good leg. Right, so instead of like finding a well-rounded person that suits you, you're like finding pieces of things that you like about several different people, but you can't quite put it all together. Right. And it's terrifyingly self-centered. It's so selfish. Because instead of saying, ah, you know, I can't have all that I want from this person, but I can have something meaningful with them. It's, no, I need all of myself fulfilled from all different angles in all different holes. (laughs) Right. And like potentially, yeah. And... Well, another thing that I've noticed in these relationships, it usually seems like one person in the relationship is the one that is fucking other people. Right. And the other one says that they're also polyamorous, but they're not really getting laid. Yeah. You know, like one person is is having sex with other people more than the other person. Yeah. Which is a really shitty it's, deal. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, like somebody's. You've literally let your partner convince you that they can sleep around and you can too, even though you might not want to. Right. Or even. That's what I feel like most polyamory to. is. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And there, I, f- I feel like it also p- points to the fact that people are deathly afraid of commitment yes. these days. Mm hmm. And I don't even I don't even mean that in like just relationship terms. I mean like just commitment and all commitment to anything, mm-hmm. to a job, to uh, a house. collaboration, to a house. Yeah. To, well, we're all getting priced out of those, but right. like it's just it's it's sad, and it's. I mean, I had an instance with my ex, so we broke up like probably ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved into this house, by that point, we had gotten to where we were just like friends. Like we would text each other every few months and just catch up. Yeah. And he helped me move from my old house to this house. This was like three years ago. And on the way, when we were delivering a, you know, a load of shit, we were in the car talking and he was like, yeah, I started seeing this guy and he just got he got really upset with me about like commitment. Like I wouldn't commit to him and I was I was so weirded out. I was like, "Why do you need why does everybody need to commit? Like why can't we just have fun?" And I was like instead of have instead of seeing that as a red flag, I tried to get back together with this person after oh. that. <laughs> I love that. Did not work. Of course. Yeah. But you were like, maybe he'll want to commit to me. Right. Right. <laughs> the guy who just admitted that he doesn't even understand the concept of commitment at all. <laughs> the concept is beyond his grasp. Oh my God. Yeah. He's just like a he's these yeah, it's a childish way to go about life. And it is. And so many people are running around and that is there. And you know, I don't know. Can we blame it on our parents? Can it? Can everything be blamed on parents? Because I think we come from a generation where obviously 
most of our parents are divorced. And I think a lot of... Is it most? Keep going. Oh, yeah. Keep the, going. My friends that have parents that are still married are very, very rare. You're one of them. That's a, that's a very rare... Most of my friends' parents are divorced. Whew. What? Yeah, 44.6%. Yeah. So I think that if you grew up in a household where marriage was extremely dysfunctional, uh, that's a big problem. I think that causes a lot of issues, obviously, in adult life. And people that have commitment issues, I think a lot of it is like, what did your family life look like? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And it's, this has always been like a weird, I don't know where I come down on this because on the one hand, you see the results of broken households and the, you know, fear of commitment, the whole, oh, we're just going to live together for 12 and a half years and we're just still living together and, you know, we're just, I don't know, we still, we just rent. Nuts. We're not going to have, no, we don't have kids. We're just, you know, we're just going to live together. It's like, what? <laughs> you're, you're just, a, you've just plateaued. You're not moving forward. You're not moving backward. You're just like holding. Right. You're in you're, a holding pattern. Well, right. And, and you're like that, that explanation, like, it's like, oh, your roommates. Y- yes. You're, you're fucking your roommate. Right. At that point. But also, you know, you don't want to see people get married and then suffer through miserable relationships. Right. Or but, do you? I don't know. Well, I think also relationships are fucking hard. And yeah, I would imagine that right. when, when you're with someone for 12 years, there are probably many, many, many ups and downs over the years and times where sex is great and times where you're not having sex and times where, you know, so there's all of this, like you, you know, you just become very like complacent. Well, I mean, if you get, that's the thing is I think if you actually make the leap and do the marriage and, and, and not, not just do the marriage, but actually you know, commit to the person. Do the commitment, yeah. Yeah. Commit to the commitment. Right. right. Commit to the commitment. That's how meta we have to get with this at this point. Right. Then you do work. You work through those things and you both grow. Right. You're not just like... Sitting there staring at each other going <laughs> like, oh, should we continue should we or should we stop? Should we bake some bread? <laughs> Um, but yeah. And I think this, like the whole polyamory thing, it's like, instead of taking the thing that has worked for presumably hundreds of thousands of years, at least throughout all of written history, marriage and, you know, monogamy, instead of taking that and going, hmm, well, let's figure out how this works and why it's hard. Instead of Wait. doing that, people go, no, let's change all the rules. Let's just throw it all out the window and let's have these polyamorous things going on. Yeah. Let's do let's do that. Well, I and I definitely think there are like sure, maybe there are just people that monogamy doesn't work for. Like and I mean, I I know a lot of those people and those people 
generally tend to live alone and it's right. it's more of a it's, it's it's honestly more of a like it's more of a recluse pattern but and i i was going to say they're fairly content in like dating and dating multiple people and also like having their own world that like is hard for people to penetrate and that that doesn't right. that doesn't sound like polyamory to me though i mean polyamory is you're in a relationship with one person multiple with but yeah. also so is there a main relationship i guess it it there's, varies there's different forms of polyamory yes. oh no yes. and i guess that's what you and i are going to now have to listen to these fucking idiots podcast <laughs> To learn, yeah. She did, I no. did look up her, uh, The she, it's like, I don't know how she has a podcast. I don't know who she is. You could say the same for me. Um, I know who you are, Johnny. But her show description, it says, bleep, 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 that's her name. <laughs> Should I say her name? She's got a podcast. She's certainly not afraid to put it out there. I Whatever you want to do. Christy Ann Bella and her guests are here to help you get out of your own way and gain the insight you need to build a life you love. Christy Bella is totally a polyamorous name. Right. For sure. Like, right. did she make her that Her haircut up? is also very polyamorous. I, did, I noticed that. Um, I'm not, we don't even have to tell the listeners what it looks like. They know. They know. They know. They know. Yeah. Another blurb. The intimacy of understanding brings empowerment to all your connections. What does that mean? The intimacy of understanding brings empowerment to all your connections. It's a lot of words. I think that she took a course. And <laughs> I do. It sounds like she took some kind of like self-help course um, and mixed right. it with like maybe it was like a self-help career, like how to further your how to she, get more listeners for your podcast or whatever right. thing. And they like, she took all the words that they like opened up with and then she put them in one sentence. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. She didn't space it out into several sentences. She just, no. so this, I thought this, this, she says, anything we are too afraid to talk about is holding us hostage. It is time to name it, claim it, lean in and do all the hard things. I mean, so I thought, yeah, I should go on her podcast and talk about pedophilia. Oh my fucking god! Like, Christy, Christiane, there is something that I'm afraid to name. It's holding me hostage. Oh, and we need to crack. We need to let vulnerability crack the heart wide open. Like there are things. And let I some mean, pedophilia shine through. I. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> We've lost him, ladies and gentlemen. I so there are things about this that she's saying that I agree with. I do think that there are things well, Sure, she's quoting from that, a self-help manual like you said. Right, exactly. It's like and, tarot cards. Yeah, like they're right half the time. Exactly. And I right. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think that there are things that hold us all back that we're ashamed to talk about. Like and and I think I think that there is connection with other people in talking about those things we're afraid to talk about because I think a lot of us experience a lot of the same things. I think a lot of us feel shameful about a lot of the ideals that we like hold. Right. So when you share that information, someone else might come to you and say, oh my God, 
actually, I have the same experience or a similar experience. And then you bond and connect and you become intimate with people. Right. You this know is what why I'm comedians are so great. Right. Because comedians will bring up those things that we right. all think. That we all think. And it's like, oh my God, that oh, happened shit. to me or something yeah. like that happened to me. And now I don't feel so alone. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't feel so ashamed because but someone else. Are, yeah. You would agree there are things that you should be ashamed of. I like not you personally, but like there are things that if you do them, you should be ashamed of them. Well, yeah, like I, I think that pedophilia, for example. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> shameful one. Yeah, that's probably number one. Yeah, or just like being a shitty person. Uh, uh, I don't yeah, know. Or just like a mean fuck to people, yeah. you know, and saying mean shitty things. Like if you feel guilt and shame afterwards, like, yeah, it's because you're fucking mean and you yeah. were hurtful to someone and you caused pain. Your intuition is right. Yes. And also, but I think like there are people that carry things around with them for years and years and years and they, they change and they're not that person anymore. And they're still being haunted by the shame of a particular incident and I think that there is like healing to be done in speaking about it. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Yes. And I just, th- I don't think, I don't think that's the move right now. I think Americans are quite shameless. We've, you know, we just talked about the new show coming to Netflix. Um, and since Pride Month is over, Officially today. Oh, yeah. Why don't we have shame month? <laughs> why don't we the just, month of July is shame month. The month of shame. The month of shame, <laughs> you dirty, dirty fucks. Uh, which brings me to a last, a last thing. Because this is. A last thing. Go this on. Is, this is, this is annoying. So this person, I'm not going to call her a woman because I don't know if it's a woman. Okay. They're that type of person. Okay. Where I don't know if they're trans, but watch and see, and they will come out as trans as soon as I call them a he or she. Right. Um, This person wrote an article for the Washington Post about kink and how it should be included in pride parades and how they want their child to see it. She's very adamant that their child should see men scantily clad in black leather whipping each other on a float cruising down the street. Now, Conservatives have come out and, and screaming about this article, and they're saying, this is horrible. You shouldn't put your kinks on display, blah, blah, blah. I agree with them, but also it's a pride parade, so it's shut up. It's a fucking pride parade, and if anybody... Going to a pride parade is one of the most fun fucking things in the world because it's insane. It's so fun. You can be anyone... you. It's it's very freeing, and you're with a bunch of other fucking people that are feeling free, and it's just, it's so fun. And to have anybody say, like, oh, it has to be this way now because there's children around seems... Well, that's the thing. That's my problem. There's children around. Pride is, at its core, a sexual 
Right, it's like an adult event. Right, right? it's an adult event. Yeah. So let the kinksters have their float. Please don't talk about how it's important that children see kink as a, and by kink, I don't mean like, like just weird stuff. It's literally bond. It's BDSM. It's whips, mm-hmm. it's chains, it's leashes, it's nipple clamps. It's pain. It's sadism. It's masochism. Similarly to polyamorous people, the only sadists and masochists that I've ever met have mental disorders. <laughs> right? Is, do you want your child to have a mental disorder? Yeah, I mean, I... This is sort of like... I bet you do want your child to have a mental disorder. And so, I can, so I can be a helicopter mom and just be a psychopath <laughs> and, like, take them to doctors all the time and and, like... Hope that, that there's something right wrong rally. with them always <laughs> so that I can just mother the fucking shit out of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that if you don't want your kids to see any of the wild shit that happens at Pride, don't take your kids to Pride. Well, right. And if, uh, like, I Please don't, ca- don't make Pride kid-friendly. I just, I think it's, I don't even care. I'm like, it's up to the fucking parent, whatever. If you want to raise your kids, however, like, okay, for instance, my parents let me watch rated R horror movies when I was a little kid. Was that a, like, would that be looked down upon by some other parents? Absolutely. Because they were, I would go over to other kids' houses and be like, let's watch Leprechaun 2. And their parents would be like, absolutely not. No fucking way. Yes, but also Leprechaun 2 was clearly made for children. Have you ever seen it? It's so bad. It's fucking intense, man. And there's some, like, pretty fucked up shit. But, I mean, also, like, I watched The Shining when I was five. Um, Well, that's... Yeah, like, that's fucking... A beautiful film. It is. It's a lovely film. But I, like, there were other parents that were like, I would never let my child watch that film. And my parents were just like, we don't fucking really give a shit because I was neglected. I'm just kidding. Shelley Duvall is just such Everything an amazing actress. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, no, I... Well, but, the, but, but so, like, you know, there's... I feel like there's stages of development. A, an eight-year-old reading Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. That's one thing. Would you give him the Marquis de Sade to read at eight? Probably not. Mm. No? No, no. <laughs> no. no, the answer is no. no. So I don't, so, I mean, my, my objection is to this woman's worldview. Right. Or, ah, this person's worldview. Yeah. I don't like BDSM, fine, do it. Put it on a float at a pride parade. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Just d- don't bring your kids. And because she says, this is how, this is how bad these people's logic has gotten. And by bad, I mean they've become so logical that they don't make sense anymore. Children who witness, I'm quoting from her article, children who witness kink culture are reassured that alternative experiences of sexuality and expression are valid. (laughs) The child is not even pubescent. (laughs) It doesn't, there is no sexuality for the child. Like it doesn't, 
so there's no alternatives. It doesn't need alternatives to something that it doesn't have yet. Yeah. I don't... It's, well, yeah, and I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, I feel like kids are fucking creeps. Like I, yeah, like and right, like didn't you have didn't you know. have didn't you have friends when you were a little kid where like some of them were like more sexualized than others? Like there was some kind of weird, and you're like, well, where I grew did up that in Pleasant, start? New like, so no, no, yeah, no, yeah. I feel like I definitely had friends where it was like that kid has gone through something, and maybe it's that you know he was watching. BDSM at a pride parade and that like I don't know is that, that clearly was not is happening that what 20, caused, 30 years ago yeah that's true but um no I don't know I it's just I don't know I feel like again we're edging pedophilia okay like how like there's been so many things they've said like you know the conservatives back when the gay Gay movement was demanding rights, equal rights, marriage rights. They were saying, well, it's a slippery slope from letting two men get married to uh, letting, you know, pedophilia or blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, the gay rights people rightly were saying, absolutely not. Those are two completely different things. Right. And now the queer movement, not even the gay movement anymore, it's just fucking this blanket term, is saying, well, you know, it's, it's important that your children see kink. It's not just permissible, it's important that they see BDSM. And it's like, you're, you're proving the conservatives right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess my whole thing is, I guess what I'm sticking to is that I just feel like I don't care if a parent thinks it's important or not. If a parent thinks it's important that their kids see kink, okay, <laughs> fine, fucking fine. I don't give a shit. I guess I just despair. Yeah. For uh, the state of our culture. I yeah, I I just yeah, I don't care. I feel like it's it's up to the parent. If if a parent wants to take their kid to a pride parade though, I think they should be prepared. Right. To maybe see something that might be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have brought the kids. But that's the whole yeah. thing that you're saying. You're like it it's been it's notoriously an adult. It's like Mardi Gras. Like I I But very gay. Well, Mardi Gras is pretty gay, too. Yeah, Mardi Gras is gay as fuck. I mean... The costumes are better. Yeah. At Mardi Gras. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know that I'd bring a kid to Mardi Gras. I, You know, right? I probably would. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I don't know what I stand for. But all I know is that I, like, parent your kid how you want to fucking parent your kid. And if you think it's, you're going to see something that you don't want your kid to see, then don't bring your kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you, I just, I, I guess I'm objecting to the fact that the Washington post is running op-eds saying there is no division between children and adults. Right. And you're like, because well, there clearly is. Right. Yeah. You're like, well, their mind is like a sponge right. and they may see something that will forever, you know, um, like I don't want to ban porn. But I don't want to show children porn. I don't know how. Right. Well, that, that's good. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to come board. off of this episode as a morally upstanding young man. Yeah. Okay. You did. 
<laughs> I believe you. Believe all women. I believe in you. Um, do you have any more thoughts about kink shaming the the twelve year olds? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nor do I. No, not really. I mean, I the first Pride Parade I ever went to, I was seventeen or eighteen. I mean, so I guess I wasn't right. a small child. Yeah, had a fucking great time. Also, I well, I think I had a great time. I to be honest, I was so fucked up that I <laughs> don't really know. But um, I do remember that I got slapped in the face. By a hostile <laughs> entity or just Yeah, I oh. did. Yeah, I got slapped in the face. Yeah. Do you remember what provoked that? Not particularly. Okay. No. I was I was very much under the influence of things <laughs> certain substances. The spell that I, of the kinksters. And I'm also not necessarily sure what substances, but um but yeah, I do remember that. And I also remember being like, yep, still having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've only been to like yeah. two pride. I wouldn't even call them parades, uh, just the festival. Yeah. Because the parade is like at a certain time in the morning. Right, but, right, it's, but it's like a festival. There's there. like bands playing and right, it's a whole thing. Right. Yeah, the one that I went to, I think it was in LA. And I remember that like off in the distance I heard um Cherry Bomb by the Runaways. Cherry Bomb. Right? Is that the Runaways? That's I don't know. They're Joan, lesbians, Joan right? Joan Jet. Joan Jet, yeah. Is Joan Jet a lesbian? Is she, yeah, yes. Maybe so. She has a lesbian haircut. Yeah, she's a lesbian. Um anyway, she she was there playing and it fucking greatly Ooh. excited me. And, you know, that's it. All I remember is getting slapped and watching Joan Jett. I mean, that's kind sounds, of it. Sounds like a. I remember that my friend got vaccinated there. She got some kind of vaccine. Yeah. This is what I. This is another thing that I don't like about Pride festivals. Yeah. Is they'll they'll bring in things like that yeah. or um, register to vote booths. Yeah. Like they just assume that everyone there is on their side politically. Right. And so they want to get y'all registered to vote. Yeah. And it's like, man, y'all Also, I feel like we're having not a monolith. I mean, me and my friend were like I said, pretty fucked up. And I think like giving someone a vaccine while right. they're fucked up, is that like she was like, yeah, needles, put it in me. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we don't even know what you're getting shot up with. I, but I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was for HPV. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. This friend, I, her name is Tiffany. She's amazing still to this day. She's okay. a wild one. She hasn't grown a third leg. No, but she is, she's very into BDSM. Oh, and it might have been because when we were teenagers, she we was were going vaccinated. to pride parades. She was because she was vaccinated. She was vaccinated. Yeah. It was like the, it was like the Clockwork Orange Ludovico treatment. Uh-huh. They they yeah, gave yeah. her like a pleasuring <laughs> substance, and then the kinksters, the kinksters came down the road. They came and, down. Yeah, yeah. Now she wears like a Jeez. dog mask. <laughs> I love her. She's awesome. Oh man, I wish yeah. I wish the dog masks would go. Mm. The pup, the little, the pup. If, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, 
it's yeah. See, I don't know it's much like a, about. It's like a plastic, le- like like a leather, like a pleather, like. Well, it looks like it looks like a piece of sporting gear. It right. looks like what a hockey player would wear to mm-hmm. protect their face, except that it makes you look like a puppy. Okay. Like it's got a nose and whiskers and floppy ears. Yeah, hers doesn't look like that. Hers is very very scary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all black and it's like a hood. Oh. And it but it's like a tight it goes over her whole it looks like she can't breathe and she wears a um like a collar and I think her girlfriend walks her on like a leash. That's a thing, man. <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's any normal gays out there that just, you know, want to commit they want commitment. That, that's what you They you want to watch a movie with some popcorn or some peanuts. Yes. A little glass of wine. Yeah. And a monogamous relationship. A monogamous relationship with Can I, I with, mean with enough sex but not too much. Right. And like they let me just get on board for you here for a minute. He lives in a very nice home in Springfield, it's Tennessee. It's fine. lovely. Like um, he's you, just... You probably aren't allowed to live here. No. Hello. That That's not normal then. Right. We're looking for commitment. We want... But living in the same house? Oh, see... I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a writer. I'm a songsmith. No, but if you found the right person, I, I think you would the... enjoy sharing your space with someone. You like you definitely have to set boundaries and figure all that out. But I would I think love to share my space with have... them most of the time. But mm. no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, there that's are, still, there are still... different different strokes for different folks. Well, I mean, I've been, listen, sing, I've been single for maybe... like six years. No, I know. So but let's it, not. I know. Even... I'm just saying that let's not scare off anybody listening <laughs> that was thinking they wanted to move in with you. And now they're like, oh, if, it'll never be. If anyone listening is thinking they want to move in with me, stop listening now. <laughs> Go find something to do. No. That's it. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. That's just me the tweet. yelling. Just me yelling. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got some interesting podcasts coming up. Sorry, we didn't do one last week. We might not do one next week. I don't know. I need just people to start paying for this. Because otherwise, I can't really travel or mm-hmm. book guests. It's just me and Laura. And whatever other degenerates I can find in this neck of the woods. And I mean, obviously, we have a great time. I mean, I was very much looking forward to this. The only things I have to look forward to are this and Sexy Beasts. Right. Well, we'll do another. Don't say it like that. We'll do another episode after we watch Sexy Beasts. Sexy Beasts and see if any of our early opinions. Hold true. Hold true. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. All right. Let's go to the depot. All right. See you, sexy beasts, later. <laughs> Bye.